0: Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, and we are back at it again with another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And, guys, is today's episode going to be filled with a lot of important news? updates, trades, signings, whatever you can imagine is currently happening right now in the NFL world. free agency, the legal tampering period kicked off on Monday, so as you all know, it's been absolutely ballistic right now in the NFL, but before we do dive into you know the the daily news that I always have for y'all make sure that y'all do follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both platforms and guys I just want to let y'all know I'm so thankful for y'all I'm so thankful that I have such a great community and I'm just so thankful that I'm able to be able to provide these podcasts to y'all three times a week Monday Wednesday and Friday every single week now guys before we do get into all the huge NFL news that's going on right now let's first dive into a couple of not NFL. Sorry guys. Let's dive into a couple college football news that we actually do have. And the first one is regarding SMU running back Ulysses Bentley the 4th. He has officially entered his name into the transfer portal. Now, in case you don't know, Ulysses Bentley was pretty much well, is easily a top 15-20 running back in the whole country I mean he's outstanding when he is the two seasons that he played at s m u were absolutely fantastic, and he showed strides that he could easily play at you know the power five level, which obviously by him doing this is pretty much cementifying the fact that he will be Moving up into the Power 5 ranks, I definitely would expect TCU to probably be the leading candidate, and no, this isn't just strictly biased, but I definitely would expect TCU to be one of the major names to land the young star running back simply because TCU lost Zach Evans and darwin barlow last year to usc and Ole miss so they're obviously looking for a number one running back to pair up with kendra miller the up-and-coming star running back in my opinion for the tcu horn Frogs. so this is huge news definitely would not be shocked if he does go to sec school possibly even a pac-12 school but definitely expect TCU considering they do have his former head coach Sonny Dykes as their current head coach to be the front runner to land the SMU transfer running back. The next news we have is regarding Oregon transfer cornerback Jalen Davies, who was a four-star cornerback coming out of Mater day High School in the 2021 cycle. He is officially committed to UCLA and the Bruins. So this one wasn't really too shocking. I definitely figured he'd stay on the West Coast considering he's a West Coast kid. I honestly I thought he would end up at USC, but I think the fact that USC's had so many transfer cornerbacks and they're so stacked at the cornerback room kind of was really unattractive for Jalen, considering the fact that he would probably have to sit at least a year or two behind the current starters they have right now with Latrell McCutcheon and I forgot who the other starter was, but those guys definitely have two to three years of eligibility that they will still play at USC. So he figured, hey, go to UCLA, be an instant starter. And honestly, be with a great team, considering that Chip, Chip Kelly is definitely showing improvements for the UCLA Bruins. So great pick up for UCLA. Unfortunate for for um, Oregon that they have to lose a young star like Jalen Davies. But obviously, you know Oregon will bounce back. Oregon always bounces back no matter what. So <laughs> and now the next news, and this will actually be the final news for our college football segment of today's episode is regarding TCU. Now in case you don't know, TCU's running back coach Rashad Samples, he accepted a job to become the LA Rams next running batch running running batch. Man, is my brain scrambled the um LA Rams next running back coach which Obviously, anyone would take without a heartbeat, so there's no hatred towards Rashad for doing that. It makes plenty of sense. But TCU has been looking at hiring you know, different running back coaches. A lot of people thought that we were going to um, up, up an assistant and put him as the running back coach. Um, running back coach, but actually TCU makes a splash hire. TCU is hiring Memphis running back coach Anthony Jones to become the next running back coach of TCU. Now an interesting statistic that I actually found was that five of his last six starting running backs and even backup running backs that he has coached have ended up getting drafted into the NFL. Now some of the names of these specific running backs, and trust me, these are actually running backs that he has coached are... Um, Washington Commanders running back Antonio Gibson, you have L.A. Rams running back Daryl Henderson, you have Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. So as you can see, Coach Jones definitely produces a lot of NFL talent, you know, and I mean, considering the fact that Memphis obviously, obviously is not a huge player football school, you know, mostly known for basketball, but still, the fact that he's able to produce talent like that with a lot of these smaller star um, kids is amazing, I definitely think he's going to be a fantastic pickup for TCO in the long run, even though Rashad left, he definitely will be attractive to a lot of recruits, considering the, you know, his past record by putting kids in the NFL so guys that is actually it for college football news once again as I always tell y'all when spring ball comes around there will definitely be a lot more news there hasn't really been any major recruiting news there hasn't been really any you know just blockbuster things that I feel that y'all really would want to know there's like a little bit of three star news but nothing that's impactful so we will definitely continue to monitor the situations that are going on in the college football landscape we will definitely continue to find ways to you know, continue giving y'all college football news. So as y'all, so as y'all all already know, the NFL right now, you know, the new league year begins um, March nineteenth. So it's not the new league year yet, but the um, free agency legal tampering period actually began on Monday, which means that teams are able to actually discuss, you know, contracts and sign players to contracts beginning on March fifteenth. So we're not signed them to a contract. We pretty much just verbally agree to, okay, hey, we're going to sign you to a contract. So Guys, I'm going to kind of list, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm going to pretty much, so how I'm going to do this, considering that there's been so many signings already, and we're literally only to Wednesday, I'm just going to name them off team by team just to make it a little bit more easier for y'all, so I'm not just naming off a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of names, and then y'all are kind of like, well, he went to the Vikings, well, he went to the Lions, you know, just kind of, just make it a little bit more simpler for y'all, and also help me a little bit, so I'm not having to, like, just... Go from oh this team oh to this other team oh back to that same team and then just it kind of scrambles y'all a little bit. So guys, let's get further in. Let's get not further. See, I'm trying to be like you know kind of like how YouTubers do. Where they're like, well, let's get into it. let's get into today's video. Not trying to do too much of that, but I'm trying to make it like a smoother transition, so <laughs> bear with me as I'm still kind of learning the processes of being a podcaster. So, But no, before we do actually get into all the contracts, contract, contract extensions, re-signing, drama, etc. in the NFL, I first want to get into some of the releases, some of the trades that have happened. So the first news we actually have is regarding the New England Patriots. Um, the Patriots are trading starting offensive guard Shaq Mason to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this pretty much is, I think personally, is amazing for them considering they just lost Alex Kappa to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So this is fantastic. I definitely considering Shaq Mason is one of the best guards in the NFL and considering that I, we don't know the details yet to the trade, so we can't really fully grade this move by the Buccaneers. But if they only gave up a like a fourth and fifth round pick to get Shack, this absolutely is a plus trade in my opinion. And it'll definitely be interesting to see how this works long term. Considering you know he is only getting older and he is kind of on the older side for linemen. The next news we have is regarding the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers have released offensive tackle Brian Beluga. Not really too shocking, considering Brian is on a huge contract after those you know career years he had with Green Bay, signed that huge contract with the Chargers a couple years ago. And it's kind of dealt with a lot of injuries and you know inconsistent play. So obviously the Chargers are, pr- are probably trying to look you know for a more younger replacement, considering that Brian also is in his 30s, I think. So. Just makes a lot of sense for the team all around but definitely Brian now is added to the free agency list so watch for a lot of you know offensive tackle needy teams to definitely probably pay him a lot more than he definitely would deserve. Um, so now guys that is it for the like kind of groundbreaking news more than anything. So now let's get into the contract extension so the first new so the first team that we will begin with it will be the Minnesota Vikings now Minnesota they haven't done anything crazy, but the one signing they have done so far in my opinion is definitely an a plus considering it's a team friendly deal and it's an absolute all pro type of player so the Minnesota Vikings have signed linebacker Jordan Hicks to a two year ten million dollar contract that is literally probably a this this is going to end up being a steal jordan hicks as i said is a consistent 100 plus tackle a season linebacker he's great off the edge he's decent in coverage and the fact they're only paying five million a season to get this guy is insane so definitely something to watch out for for the vikings on the defensive end also the vikings are expected to release um defensive tackle michael pierce not really the fact that Michael Pierce isn't good anymore, but the fact that he, once again, it's kind of like a Brian Beluga situation. He's getting paid a, a buttload of money because after he had those great years with the Baltimore Ravens, but he has just has not shown up. Whether it's been injury-wise or whether it has been semi, you know, not the type of play that he, that he should be given to the Vikings considering the contract they gave him. So now guys the next news we have and it's going to be involving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So actually Tampa Bay once again made a great move as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are signing wide receiver wide receiver Russell Gage to a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. In case you don't know, Russell Gage has kind of been like a Cedric Wilson-esque wide receiver, always really underrated, never really been appreciated as much. But, considering the fact that Julio Jones is gone in Atlanta, Calvin Ridley is suspended for a year in Atlanta, Russell is going to be the wide receiver one for the Atlanta Falcons, well that officially is no more, this just answered all of our questions, so it looks like Kyle Pitts is really going to be the only, I guess, semi-decent receiver that the Falcons will have going into this year, unless, obviously, they make more moves going on in free agency, but... The Bucks absolutely made a splash. This easily will be a great replacement for Antonio Brown and will allow, you know, them to have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now Russell Gage, who, in my opinion, I think is an upgrade over Antonio Brown and is a much better locker room guy while also being able to retain the GOAT, Tom Brady. So the Buccaneers are definitely coming back for that second title. They definitely are ticked off, ticked off after losing last year to the Rams in the, um, I think it was the divisional, the divisional round. So definitely watch out for the Buccaneers to make maybe a couple more sneaky good moves. Now the next team we have is the Baltimore Ravens. So far, the Baltimore Ravens have signed safety Marcus Williams to a five-year, seventy million dollar contract. In case you don't know who Marcus Williams is, Marcus Williams is the famous um, missed tackle. In the um, Minneapolis Miracle against Stephon Diggs, where he dove and tried to tackle Stephon. Stephon dodged him, and then, you know, obviously we all know what ended up happening. But Marcus Williams has actually been a pretty good Pro Bowl-level type of safety for the Saints the past couple years. And I think this is a great move for the Baltimore Ravens, considering the fact that they've always had a lot of inconsistency when it comes to the safety position besides Marlon Humphrey they definitely have needed someone to pair alongside him because Chuck Clark really hasn't been cutting it lately so great move by the Baltimore Ravens to secure a guy that I know a lot of teams are really high on and really want to get their hands on so now the next news we have is regarding the Detroit Lions so the one signing that the Lions have made so far they have signed wide receiver DJ Chark to a one-year $12 million contract in my opinion this could easily be one of the most underrated signings because D.J. Chark showed so much potential in Jacksonville. Obviously, it wasn't getting optimized as much as it definitely needed to just because of poor coaching and poor quarterback play for the longest time. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence being a rookie never really had that much experience. And the fact D.J. Chark also was injured last year definitely didn't help his case for getting a huge contract. But the fact that the Lions you know, secure him for at least a year, kind of see what he's able to do with Jared Goff. I don't think he'll do absolutely amazing in Detroit, considering that normally when players go to Detroit, it seems like their careers kind of go whoo, So definitely be interesting to see. It is a great pickup, nothing less for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions offense. Now the next team we have is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The 49ers have signed cornerback Charverius Ward to a three-year, $40.5 million contract. Great pickup for a team that is in desperate need need for a cornerback. Definitely watch out for them to still pick up a cornerback like Stefan Gilmore. Definitely if they pick him up, that would be huge for that team because they definitely still need more cornerback help. Um, you know, obviously this allows for them to get rid of Josh Norman, which I know they're definitely not complaining about. But want nothing less, Charverius these past couple seasons has been, you know, I I wouldn't say he's been above average, but he's definitely been above a Above average for the Kansas City Chiefs, so great pickup for the 49ers. Maybe was a little bit pricier than I thought, just considering that he hasn't really proven proven himself to deserve a contract like this. But nothing less. It is still good for the 49ers, who obviously were you know very desperate at the cornerback room. Now the next news we have is also it's it's regarding the Kansas City Chiefs funny right you know back to back now the kansas city chiefs they're signing free safety justin reed to a three-year 31 million dollar contract now this is a good signing i mean this is an absolutely fantastic signing you know justin reed is a very young safety he's a very cheap option and obviously it was a lot more cheaper than tyron matthew but i still think pairing him up with tyron matthew both of those guys on opposite sides of the field that just would have been unstoppable. I mean, we see, we saw what Justin Reed did his first couple of years with, you know, with the Texans when he was in the league. I mean, he was amazing. And this contract only really being about ten million a year, I mean, it's a great deal. But I definitely think the Chiefs still should have tried to keep Tyron because Tyron really solidified that um, that Kansas that Kansas City Chiefs defense. And we saw what happened when they didn't have him in the um, divisional round against the Bills. They completely shut down. I mean. That defense couldn't stop, you know, a turtle, you know, running right through him. So, it's one of those things where it's, it it hurts, but, you know, Tyron obviously was, his, you know, he, he's he's deserved to get paid like the top safety he is. And, unfortunately, the Chiefs probably were going to end up having to low bomb considering their cap situation. Now, another good thing for the Chiefs is the fact that they will be able to keep Frank Clark because Frank Clark and the Kansas City Chiefs front office agreed to a restructured contract that, I think, cleared up, like... 10-plus million dollars, so that definitely is good for the Kansas City Chiefs' salary cap situation. But once again, it's still going to hurt the fact that you know you are losing a guy like Tyron Matthew and the skill set and leadership that he brought to the Kansas City Chiefs' secondary. So the next news we have is regarding the Denver Broncos. And boy, oh boy have the Broncos been, so far in my opinion, one of the better teams in the free agency kind of, you know, The cycle, I guess, if you want to say like that. The Denver Broncos have signed defensive tackle DJ Jones to a three-year, $30 million contract. Personally, I haven't watched too much of DJ when he was with the 49ers. I mean, from what I've heard, he's actually pretty good. Maybe not $10 million a season good. But he's definitely a very solid defensive tackle for, you know, a team like the Denver Broncos who after, you know, trading Shelby Harris to the Seahawks in the Russell Wilson trade, they need someone to immediately step up and getting a guy like DJ Jones will definitely allow that. Now, the next news we have, and this was some of the most controversial news, and this happened on Tuesday. So, originally edge rusher randy gregory agreed to a five-year 70 million dollar contract with the dallas cowboys right you know everyone figured hey he might take a little bit of a hometown discount stay with the team that gave him a second chance after all of his off the field issues and the fact that you know no one in the league really wanted him after that i mean he was a young stud coming out of nebraska he showed talent he showed athleticism he showed speed coming off the edge so obviously it wasn't the fact he didn't have the skill it was just the fact that his off the field issues probably scared a lot of front office teams away now i mean everything had you know this deal going down official the cowboys were retaining randy gregory for five years and then boom the denver broncos signed edge rusher randy gregory to a five-year 70 million dollar contract the same deal as the cowboys now i've heard a lot of mixed kind of reports whether it's been there's certain details in the Dallas Cowboys contract that he didn't like, kind of like they could void his money if he, you know, something he he does against the contract or if he fails a drug test or set so forth and so forth. And then I've also heard it's the same type of conditions in the Broncos um, offer as well. So I don't really know what to believe. I really want to wait until I hear something official because... It could go either way, there could have been something more like more guaranteed money that came with the Broncos, which I kind of think is a thing because from what I heard, the Cowboys were only going to guarantee like twenty million out of that seventy million dollar contract, which no offense if you know the Broncos even offered him forty million guaranteed out of that seventy I mean anyone in their right mind would take that twenty million dollars plus increase and go to Denver. To, you know, I mean, and also he's going to be competing on a team that easily is Super Bowl contenders now. I mean, if the Broncos are able to get a guy like Bobby Wagner as well, who Russell Wilson, you know, recently acquired by the Broncos, has been trying to recruit to Denver, I mean, that that instantly makes it to where it's Super Bowl or bust for a team like the Broncos, who have been in desperate need of, you know, a guy like that to be commanding the middle of the field on defense. So. Definitely huge news for you, Bronco fans. Now the next news we have is regarding the New England Patriots. The Patriots have signed defensive back and long-term, you know, veteran for the Patriots, um, Devin McCourty, to a one-year, nine-million-dollar deal. Great signing, in my opinion, for the Patriots who need to keep some consistency in the secondary after losing J.C. Jackson to the L.A. Chargers and just pers- and, you know then losing Stephon Gilmore to a trade to the Panthers and now you know he's going to free agency. So definitely keep some consistency. Consistency in the in um the secondary has been huge for the Patriots. The next news we have is regarding the New York Giants. The New York Giants are signing offensive guard Mike Glowinski to a three-year, twenty million dollar deal. I personally love this for the Giants as they've been needing a lot of offensive guard help with Will Hernandez kind of being, eh, he's been okay. I wouldn't say he's been great, but he's been okay these past couple years. So getting a guy like Mark Gluinski, who's definitely showed promise with the Colts, is huge for a team like the New York Giants that have needed a lot more help. And the next news we have, it's also still with the Giants. The New York Giants are signing quarterback Tyrod Taylor to a two-year $17 million deal once again is huge because the you know if Daniel Jones is kind of his make it or break it year for the Giants because obviously this will be his this will be this will decide if they pick up his fifth year option and they keep him with the club or if they you know move on into a different direction from Daniel Jones who they drafted back in 20, 2019 in the first round so it also be good too because hey you'll have a guy like Tyrod Taylor at least for two years i mean it's better than having a guy like Mike Glennon it's better than having a guy like um Jake Fromm, and because we all saw how bad both of those quarterbacks were at the end of the 2021 season, so great pickup for the New York Giants. The next news we have is regarding the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers have signed safety Xavier Woods to a three-year deal. I think it was around 17 million and a half dollars. So great pickup for the Panthers. Um, as we all know, Jeremy Chen has really been the only bright side for the safety room on the Carolina Panthers. So adding a guy like Xavier Woods, who's kind of been a proven veteran, not really a great safety, but, you know, he's been proven to at least be starting caliber in the NFL with the Vikings and the Cowboys. So great pickup for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the next news we have it's regarding the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are signing defensive end Demarcus Lawrence to a three-year, $30 million deal. I'm still kind of shocked by this because I think I think a lot of people, at least in Dallas, especially me too, I thought the Cowboys were going to move on in a different direction from DeMarcus, considering his kind of injury history and the fact that he really hasn't seemed like the old DeMarcus Lawrence of old. So, really would have made more sense, but, you know, it is only $10 million a year to keep, a, to keep an all-pro caliber defensive end on the team, so nothing less, still a decent pickup, but definitely not what the Cowboys do need. Now the next signing the Cowboys made was re-signing safety Malik Hooker to a two-year, $8 million contract. Absolutely stud of a player. You know, first-round pick coming out of Ohio State back in 2017, you know, drafted by the Colts. Injuries kind of ruined his tenure with the Colts. Cowboys pick him up dirt cheap last year, and he proves himself towards the end of the season and kind of shows, hey, I can really, you know, really make it in this league, and, you know, y'all should give me a chance. So once again, cooker Hooker will be, you know, getting about $4 million a season from the Cowboys. And I think this is a steal because he's a starting caliber uh, safety in, in this league, in my opinion. He's a great ball hawking safety. Definitely reminds me a lot of how Sean Taylor played. Very aggressive. So, once again, great. The fact that the Cowboys only had to give up $4 million a season to keep a guy like this on the team. So, and actually, guys, I'm sorry. It wasn't the only Tampa Bay Buccaneers news I actually had for y'all. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on Monday, they re-signed quarterback Carlton Davis to a three-year, $45 million deal. Great, the fact that they're going to be able to at least retain Carlton. Because, yes, there was a lot of huge names out on the free agency market. But the fact they keep a guy who possibly is Pro Bowl level, you know, Carlton Davis, to just about $12 million a season a great deal for them so and then also the minnesota vikings they actually made another deal and it was it was between the minnesota vikings and quarterback Kirk cousins both sides have agreed on a one-year 35 million dollar contract extension which obviously is fully guaranteed because apparently Kirk cousins has the absolute best agent in all of professional sports <laughs> so yes that is you know definitely huge for them. Now guys, I want to talk about one of my personal favorite teams that, you know, in free agency so far and I think is probably the winner of the free agency kind of period and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now we all know the LA Chargers they traded for um, you know, edge rusher Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears and they only gave up I think it was like a second and second and sixth. I want to say correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a second and sixth round pick and, you know, absolute steal for a guy that, you know, literally is, you know, is Hall of Fame caliber good? So the fact they already got him was insane. But the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, were not satisfied. They wanted to complete that defense. So the Los Angeles Chargers went out inside star quarterback, corner, not quarterback, cornerback, J.C. Jackson to a five-year, $82.5 million deal. I mean, this was huge for a team like the Chargers because I know their AFC West rivals, the, um, Oh, I can't even talk, the Las Vegas Raiders, I almost said Oakland, I'm still used to, you know, I'm still kind of trying to get over them being in Las Vegas now, but the Oakland Raiders were definitely expected to try and go after him, the 49ers were expected to go after him, the Dolphins were expected to go after him, the Jaguar. I mean, everyone was expected to go after him, but LA, they, the, Ram, the Chargers, not the Rams, the Chargers, they wanted to, you know, make sure that they secured that you know, secondary. So now you have Derwin James, you have Asante Samuel Jr., and you have J.C. Jackson, all in the same secondary. who man! Imagine if they still had. <laughs> imagine if they still had Casey Hayward too. That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. Now that now also the Los Angeles Chargers did make a really sneaky good. Um, Acquisition and it was by them signing defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day to a three-year, $24 million deal. In case you don't know, this guy is a proven run stopper with the LA Rams. I mean, he's probably one of the better nose tackles in the league. I mean, whenever he's in, pretty much whenever he's in the game, you do not run the ball to him. So, nothing less. Great signings by the Chargers so far. Um, the next news we have is regarding the Indianapolis Colts. They have have re-signed tight end Mo Alley-Cox to a three-year deal. I mean, fantastic for kind of a utility guy who's great at blocking, great at receiving, and overall is just good for your team. The next news we have is regarding the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are are, um, signing offensive guard Roger Saffold to a two-year deal. Um, Fantastic because I know the Buffalo Bills have kind of been releasing some of their starting O-linemen. You know, Mostly because of age, contract situation, etc. But getting an all-pro type of, guy, type of um, offensive guard like Roger Saffold is huge for the Buffalo Bills. The next news we have is regarding the Tennessee Titans. They are, they are resigning their starting center, Ben Jones, to a two-year $14 million deal in my opinion Ben is still he's still one of the better centers in the league. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's still one of the better centers in the league. So getting him for a 7 million, you know, 7 million dollars a year is still a great fantastic deal for both sides and personally my favorite my this is this is probably going to be one of the best signings out of all for the free agency cycle and this is the Philadelphia Eagles. They have signed edge rusher Hassan Reddick to a 3-year, 45 million dollar contract. In case you don't know Hassan Reddick. He uh, he originally came out of Temple University, so obviously he's a Philly kid and he you know didn't he started his career kind of shaky off with the Cardinals and then the final I think it was like year or two of his contract with the Cardinals, he absolutely balled out. He had like fifteen plus sacks in his final year and then gets signed by the Carolina Panthers last off season. Has another fantastic season and you know he was primed to get a huge contract and he actually gets a Decently team-friendly deal with the Eagles, and he's also returning back to Philly, which I think he did take a hometown discount considering the fact that he probably could have gotten upwards of $70 million for five years, kind of similar to Randy Gregory. Probably should have gotten more than Reg- Randy Gregory in my opinion, but... Nothing less a fantastic pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles. The next news we have is regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals have signed offensive guard Alex Kappa to a four-year, $40 million contract. I mean, we all saw how much Joe Burrow needed more protection on the O-line. Obviously, Jonah Williams showed a lot more improvement. Quentin Spain was okay, but besides that, they had no O line help. So getting an already proven guard like Alex Kappa for at least four years to protect your obviously your franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow is huge. So I'm glad to see the Bengals are actually making more moves to address the offensive line, and then they actually make another you know signing to um help help bolster that offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals, they signed offensive lineman Ted Car correct Karis? I want to say Caris to a three year eighteen million dollar deal. This definitely is good because Ted's kind of like a once again, he's an offensive utility tool where you can really put him at the guard position. You could put him at the tackle position. He did pretty good when he, when he was needed with the Patriots this past season. So great signing for the Bengals considering that they have, they've always kind of seemed to have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. So fantastic news for them. The, the Detroit Lions, they re-signed safety Tracy Walker to a three-year $25 million deal. I think this was more just head Detroit was like, you know what, we've still got a little bit of money. We might as well resign a guy that's been semi decent for us. So definitely them keeping Tracy Walker is good for it. A pretty poor secondary in my opinion. So nothing less is still a good signing for them. Um the Seattle Se- Seahawks have re signed safety Quandre Diggs to a three or forty million dollar deal. Definitely is good for them to pair him back up with Jamal Adams and keep that secondary at least decently scary. I know a lot of people think that Quandre is a lot, over, is you know very overrated and is, isn't really worth all that money. But if you've seen what he did at Texas with him and Kenny Vaccaro, and you've seen what he's done with the Lions, and you've seen what he's done with the Seattle Seahawks, he's still a fantastic safety. He still is elusive. He still has ball hawking vision. So definitely good for the Seahawks to at least keep someone on that team. The next news we have is regarding the Seattle Seahawks again. They have they have signed tight end Will Disley to a 3-year, $24 million deal. Personally, Will Disley really the only value is going to add to the Seahawks considering the Seahawks just got tight end Noah Fant from the Russell Wilson trade. He's really just going to be more of a blocking dummy. He's been a good blocking tight end. I wouldn't really say he's been a great receiving tight end, but he's definitely been a great he's definitely been a great blocking tight end. So this is more one of those moves A lot of people kind of compare him to having a 6th O-lineman, which I definitely can see. But I don't think paying $8 million a year for a 6th O-lineman who really won't be in the game that much is really going to pay off for a team like Seattle that really needs to address other options besides the tight end position. So the next news we have is regarding the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have signed offensive tackle Jake Matthews to a 3-year $52.5 million deal. I think this is a major overpay. Jake Matthews has been nothing but below average his whole career with the Falcons. He's constantly been getting beat off the edge. He's constantly been getting beat even going inside. I just, I don't really see, I mean, he was okay. I mean, coming out of a and I do think he was a little overhyped, but I, I think the Falcons are at that point where they're just so desperate for something that they're going to keep someone at least in that franchise. And I guess Jake Matthews got lucky and they kept him. Now, actually, some cool news, and this is actually huge. The Atlanta Falcons have re-signed kicker Youngway Young Koo to a five-year, $24 million contract extension. So, finally, kickers are getting some love, especially after Justin Tucker, Tucker got his contract extension a couple years ago. But it's cool to see Youngway Koo, who has been absolutely top five in the league kicking-wise, has been a proven, you know, proven just fantastic kicker for any team and I just, it's just cool to see an underdog like him be able to finally you know get his bag. so great for young way and the falcons so at least they have you know, at least at least the falcons can say they're good at one position now unfortunately that position is the kicker position so now the next news we have it's regarding the Miami Dolphins the dolphins have signed defensive end Emmanuel Agba to a four year 65 million dollar contract absolutely you know another fantastic fantastic signing for it. The um, Miami Dolphins who need a lot more edge presence considering Jalen Phillips really didn't pan out as much as they probably wanted this year. You know, the first round pick from Miami, but nothing less still a good pickup for him. The Dolphins also signed running back Chase Edmonds to a two-year deal worth twenty not two almost a twenty that's worth twelve point six million dollars. Fantastic as we all saw, Chase was a great receiving back. And, you know, was also still a good, you know, up the middle back for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think him and Mike McDaniel's scheme in Miami is going to just absolutely flourish. I think he's going to do fantastic. He's definitely going to put up elite numbers. Definitely, you know, a 1,000 yards, a 1,000 yards receiving type of running back this season for the Miami Dolphins. And now the most underrated news definitely coming this offseason so far, is the fact that the Miami Dolphins are signing wide receiver Cedric Wilson to a three-year deal. Um, This one hurts personally as a Cowboys fan because I didn't want to see Cedric go. But, you know, Jerry being cheap and Jerry not really wanting to spend the money to keep a guy that practically kept our offensive line are kept our offense alive the whole season because if you watched any Cowboys games, you saw how electric Cedric Wilson was, especially in the middle of the field and in clutch moments, and even and even when he's just in the slot in general because he's, he's he's definitely a slot guy. He's not an outside guy. He's a slot guy. But even the deep even the deep passes he's had to catch, he's caught every single one of them, and he's proven that he's worth this type of money. But I guess Jerry just thought, okay, you know what? We already signed Michael. That's it. We've got Noah Brown and Malik Turner. So I don't. I don't really know I still question it but congratulations to Miami because y'all just got a stud of a receiver and then the final news for the Miami Dolphins they have signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal fantastic for them because you know it's going to be good for Tua to have a veteran quarterback like Teddy to back him up and help him along the way considering Tua's had a lot of kind of I don't know. He's had a lot of inconsistencies with the Dolphins. He's shown moments where he's been absolutely fantastic and he was worth that number three or number five overall pick. But he's also shown a lot of moments where it's like, okay, maybe we should go trade for Deshaun Watson. Because as you all know, about a year ago, Deshaun Watson was mostly being rumored to end up with the Miami Dolphins because of how bad Tua was playing. So. Nothing less, that has really been it for the Miami Dolphins. They continue to make a lot more moves. They also signed offensive guard Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't get too excited, Miami Dolphins fans. He's he's definitely had a lot more con- inconsistent play, especially with the Cowboys. But, you know, as we all know, he might be a complete star for you So, But now the next news we have, and this is probably the team that's been literally the most busy so far in the offensive. Or not offensive, but it has been the most um, busy in the free agency cycle so far and that is the jacksonville jaguars now before we do get started i definitely want to say they have made some quest they made a questionable move to even begin with and that and that is them releasing star linebacker miles jack now i think maybe yes this might be kind of a cap thing because obviously miles jack is still one of the better linebackers in the league but. Obviously, he probably was not happy still playing for Jacksonville, and I think Jacksonville just didn't want to have to pay him all the money that he was going to be due, especially when he's going to want a new contract here in a couple of years. So they kind of said, Austin la vista, we'll let another team pay you, and definitely expect for teams like the Cowboys and Broncos, who definitely need a linebacker to be absolutely after Miles Jack going into free agency. So... But now let's do begin with who they have signed. So the first news we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They signed a linebacker, Foye Aluokin, to a three-year, $45 million deal. Um, this guy's an absolute stud. He had a great 2020 with the Falcons. Kind of slowed down a little bit in 2021, but nothing less. Still was putting up five-plus sacks and absolutely the beast at the linebacker position. He's also a great cover linebacker, so... Great signing for the Jaguars. Definitely a little pricey, but nothing less still good signing for them. Uh, the Jaguars, they also signed defensive tackle Folo Runzo Fatukasi. Fatuka, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not trying to butcher his name. He played for the New York Jets. Um, He's okay. I mean, they signed him to three years, $30 million. I don't think he really was worth $10 million a season, but I think the fact the Jaguars are kind of just – kind of desperate for whoever, especially after losing Taven Bryan and, you know, Calais Campbell a couple years ago. They're kind of trying to find someone to replace that type of play for them, So it was okay. I mean, I don't think you, you know, he didn't do, he didn't really put up numbers with the Giant, the, gosh, I'm thinking of the wrong New York team. He didn't really put up, he didn't really put up any numbers with the Jets, but he's kind of more just having a big body, I guess, in the middle, you know, true nose tackle type. So now the next news we have, is the Jaguars they signed tight end Evan Ingram to a 1 year $9 million deal. I love this. I know a lot of people are kind of saying it's stupid, but I love this simply for the fact that, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence needed more weapons and getting a guy that is that is as, as athletic and just overall is a good receiver that Evan Ingram is and the fact that, you know, he's getting a new start obviously in Jacksonville. He's not going to have to deal with all the coach coaching BS that he did with You know, New York, because obviously we all know New York has been horrible. They ruined OBJ. They've ruined Saquon Barkley. They've ruined a lot of guys' careers so far. So getting a guy like Evan Ingram to go down to a team that's going to be a lot more focused on just him, specifically, when it comes to the tight end position. Because remember, they had Kyle Rudolph last season, and they kind of were trying to figure out ways to get rid of him without actually getting rid of him, you know, until his contract ran up. So hopefully, you know, he booms with... The um, Jacksonville Jaguars, like we all thought that he was going to do when he came out of Ole Miss, you know, so many years ago. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they also signed wide receiver Zay Jones to a three-year, $30 million contract. As you can kind of see, you know, kind of a trend here. They are giving out $30 million, $30 million, $30 million, and then $30 million. But I like this. Zay Jones has been obviously very underrated, especially when he was at Buffalo. He wasn't really the star that he was when he was at East, when he was at East Carolina. But when he came to the um, Las Vegas Raiders a couple seasons ago when he got traded, absolute beast. I know he really didn't put up a lot of the stats, but when you watched him in clutch moments and just in games in general, he's just absolutely fantastic, makes the catches that a lot of players can't. So I think this will be good going long long term for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they really needed him. But I think they just wanted to be able to say, hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence has no excuse. We are going out there and getting him weapons. Maybe not the weapons he actually, you know, wants considering that Devontae Adams and the Packers right now are at odds regarding his franchise tag status. But nothing less, it is still another signing for them. And then the next news we have and the final news we have actually for the Jacksonville Jaguars is the fact that they that they signed wide receiver Christian Kirk to a Four year, $72 million deal. Now, this probably was the most questionable signing of the whole, I mean, whole early stage of free agency. To pay a guy that has been nothing more than a wide receiver to his whole career, that type of money, you know, top three wide receiver money, just to put in perspective, he's getting paid more than guys like Devontae Adams, which is insane. Christian Kirk has never had a thousand yard season. He's had five hundred yard seasons, and he's been probably below average his whole career. So I think this was really the one questionable move the Jags made. Because it seems like the Jags they make at least one move a season that you like scratch your head and you're like, What? Which this one obviously ended up being that exactly. So we'll see how this one pans out. You know, he might prove us all wrong considering that he pretty much right now he is the number one wide receiver for the Jags. Because the Jags, you know, they let DJ Chart go. They're seeming to want to trade LaVisca Chenault. Marvin Jones apparently doesn't exist anymore for the Jaguars. So it's just a whole mess show right now for that wide receiver room down there in Jacksonville. Now the next news we have is regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed quarterback Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year deal. This pretty much solidifies the fact that they're not going to go after a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy B- Bridgewater because, you know, obviously Teddy signed with Miami. But, obviously, it's looking like the most logical place that Jimmy Garoppolo will end up in is Indianapolis. Um, I mean, I don't know what to really say. I don't think Mitchell's going to absolutely, sh- you know, considering the fact that also the Pittsburgh Steelers have a garbage O-line now. It's not the 2016 O-line they had with David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, you know. And just all those star-studded guys, Alejandro Villanueva, you know, they're missing all of those guys now. So, I mean, he'll do – I think he'll do better than he did with the Bears. But don't expect him to give you a, you know, 10-7, and 11-6 season that a lot of you Seeler fans are thinking – I mean, obviously, this isn't a move for the future. This is a move, really, to see right now what you can do because you don't want to go. You know, you don't want to have Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterback, and you definitely don't want to have Dwayne Haskins also as your backup quarterback. So it's one of those things where they just kind of said, you know what, screw it. We didn't get Russell Wilson. We didn't get Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. So they kind of just said, we'll take the best we can get. And they got, they went and got Mitchell Trubisky. Does this mean they still won't draft a quarterback? Absolutely not. That means, I mean, they still can go get a guy like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, whoever. It still wouldn't shock me because the Steelers, honestly, they have more needs. But the fact now that they are officially moving on from Ben Roethlisberger just means they're kind of in the like dark, trying to figure out what they're gonna do going on in, in into the future. Now the final news for the Steelers, we have. The Steelers have signed cornerback Levi Wallace to a two-year, $8 million contract. Definitely a good signing for them as they've needed a lot of cornerback help. Um, And now we're going to move on to the New York Jets. The New York Jets are signing offensive guard Lakin Tomlinson to a three-year, $40 million deal. Definitely is huge. Lakin has definitely been consistent with the 49ers. I wouldn't say he's all pro-level, but he's definitely pro-bowl level when it comes to the guard position. He's going to bring a lot more consistency to a New York Jets O-line that has just been absolutely always riddled with injuries and has always kind of just had inconsistent play. Um, The New York Jets, they also signed tight end CJ Uzama from the Cincinnati Bengals to a three-year, $24 million deal. This is huge, the fact they even got him. I honestly am shocked he left Cincinnati. I thought he was going to end up staying with the Bengals the rest of his career, considering the fact that the city of Cincinnati loved him. But you know he probably wanted to chase a bag and the New York Jets who really need tight end help considering Chris Herndon and all of them didn't really pan out the way they originally wanted them to you know they went and got CJ Uzama then, then then the final hi- the final hiring <laughs> the final signing that the New York Jets did was signing cornerback DJ Reed to a 3-year, 33 million dollar contract um I specifically remember watching him at Kansas State and thinking holy crud this guy is going to be he- just a absolute steal when it comes to the NFL draft, and I mean, he was, I mean, now yes, when he was at the 49ers, he was nothing more than a special teams guy, didn't really, you know, when he did have opportunities, he didn't really prove himself, like he didn't prove himself worthy to be on the field, but when he went to the Seahawks, he absolutely became just a stud, and then now he got his big payday with the New York Jets. This definitely will help the Jets because obviously they're one of the cornerback needy, you know, teams and getting a guy like DJ Reed will definitely at least help. I don't think he'll definitely be a corner piece for him, but it'll definitely help boost that, you know, cornerback room. That is absolutely just there's nothing. <laughs> Now, the next news we have is regarding the Chicago Bears, and this has really been the only move they have made. The Chicago Bears are signing defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi to a three-year, $40.5 million deal. Great move after, you know, losing guys like Eddie Goldman, Akeem Nix. Getting a guy like Larry Ogunjobi that that proved himself with the Bengals and the Browns, absolutely huge. He's a great run stopper. He's gotten seven sacks as a defensive tackle, you know, pretty much Aaron Donald almost like numbers so he, good for them uh the next news we have is regarding the Arizona Cardinals the Cardinals have signed running back James Conner to a 3-year $21 million deal Obviously, we saw we, we knew they were either going to pick between Chase Edmonds or James Conner, and they obviously picked James Conner simply for the fact, I guess, the you know he had all those touchdowns. But do not do not forget that most of those came from short you know third third and goal situations and so forth. But nothing less. James Conner is a great running back, and this is definitely a good move for the Cardinals going forward. Now let's get on to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have signed off outside linebacker Preston Smith to a four-year, $52.5 million deal. Now, this is great for the Packers. Don't get me wrong. Preston Smith has been, you know, Pro Bowl level his whole tenure with the um, with the Green Bay Packers. But the problem with this is it pretty much, you know, solidified the fact that they would be releasing, you know, other outside linebackers to Darius Smith, which they ended up doing. But it saved them about twenty something million in cap, so it was a good decision for the Packers, but still hurts, you know, losing a guy like Zadarius off the edge. And Zedarius is pretty much being rumored to go back to Baltimore, the team he originally played for before going to the Green Bay Packers. But the final the final move that the Green Bay Packers did was signing um, linebacker Devondre Campbell to a five year, fifty million dollar deal. Devondre had kind of been average his whole career, you know, having stints with the Falcons and the Cardinals, and then this past offseason, when he got picked up by the Packers, he had a career year and proved that he was worth a $10 million plus, you know, contract. So, huge for the um, Packers to be able to keep him in Green Bay. I love his play. I love the fact how physical and how how great of a leader he is for the Packers, because their linebacker room besides him is pretty much just young as heck. So, great to keep him around for another five years by the packers um and guys that is it for the nfl news so far now obviously probably on friday we will have another huge list to give to y'all but that has been it so far for the um free agency news but guys we're not officially done yet we still have mlb news now let's get right into it and in the first news we have it's regarding the washington nationals the nationals have signed outfielder nelson cruz or I guess, outfielder slash DH, Nelson Cruz, to a two-year, no, it was a one-year deal, It's a one-year deal, I'm sorry, they signed him to a one-year deal, this is, I mean, he'll probably end up getting traded at the trade deadline like he did last year with the Twins going to the Rays, not because he's bad, but simply the fact that, you know, I guess he kind of just gets passed around almost like a joint, I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, it is what it is, I mean, he still has talent considering the fact he's like 500 years old, he's still an amazing hitter, I mean, he put up, think twenty plus home runs last year so definitely good pickup for the Washington Nationals. Um the Milwaukee Brukers the <laughs> The Brewers, The Milwaukee Brewers they have signed outfielder Andrew McCutcheon. Now I think this is good. I mean I don't I don't really it's not a huge signing. I I'm kind of just giving y'all guys some of the basic signings. It's not huge, but it's definitely good for the Brewers to have a lot more depth in the outfield. Um, Padre star outfielder Fernando Tatis Jr., he's out for at least three months with a broken wrist. Definitely something scary for Padre fans because you know losing him is just going to only hurt y'all's chances of making the playoffs even more, considering that he was a huge factor when he did come back from that injury last year. Uh, the next news we have is regarding the New York Yankees, and it's actually a trade they made with the Minnesota Twins. The New York Yankees have traded um, catcher Gary Sanchez and third baseman Gio Urshela to the Minnesota Twins for shortstop Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and third baseman Josh Donaldson. So, <laughs> Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole are going to be now in the same clubhouse. I think it is kind of funny considering that um, Josh Donaldson called out, called out Garrett Cole last year for, you know, using spider tech and using, you know, foreign substances, which everyone, every pitcher pretty much has done. But it's just funny because... They were so intense with it at each other, and now they're teammates. But it seems like everything's been good. They've had conversations. They have seemed to be okay. So I think this is a good move for both sides. Definitely the fact that the Yankees got Isaiah Kiner falefa is huge, especially their need at shortstop. I think this pretty much solidifies the fact that you know they're preparing for the worst, You know, not getting guys like Trevor Story or Carlos Correa because they've already pretty much lost out on the Freddie Freeman You know, sweepstakes because it's looking like and signs are pretty much pointing to Freddie going to LA at this point. Because the um, and actually leads into our next news the Atlanta Braves have traded out, or the Atlanta Braves are trading for Oakland A's star first baseman Matt Olson in exchange for just a bunch of prospects. So, obviously, my Atlanta Braves fans, I'm sorry because. Obviously, y'all loved Freddie Freeman so, so, so much. I loved I loved him in Atlanta. It's going to be weird seeing him in a different jersey. But this not only just signified the fact that he is gone, this pretty much signified the fact that he's going to end up going to L.A. His wife has already posted on Instagram pictures of them in Dodger Stadium. So, it's pretty much a done deal at this point. But, y'all are still getting a good player in return with Matt Olsen. And immediately after this happened, the Braves signed Matt Olson to an 8-year, $168 million contract, which I think is a steal. I mean, yeah, it's still a lot of money, but for a guy that has been consistent of a hitter as well that Matt Olson has been, signing him to that is just insane. Now, the next news we have, it's regarding the New York Yankees. Uh, once again, they have re-signed first baseman Anthony Rizzo to a 2-year, $32 million contract. I think, obviously, once again, it's one of those things they missed out on Matt Olson They missed out on Freddie Freeman. They're saying, you know what? Anthony Rizzo was pretty good for us last season. We'll keep him back. the You know, Clubhouse loved him. Obviously, Yankee fans loved him. They wanted him back in general. I think a lot of people thought he was probably going to end up back in Chicago because it seemed like he missed it so much. But he actually will be returning to the Bronx coming, you know, for at least the next two years unless he is traded. Now the final MLB news, guys, we have for, that I have for y'all is the is between the Seattle Mariners and the um, Cincinnati Reds. Now as y'all know, apparently the Cincinnati Reds are kind of just saying, you know what, screw it, we're going to trade away everything, and yeah, we're just going to trade away everything. So, the Seattle, Man, the Seattle Mariners are trading right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, left-handed pitcher prospect Brandon Williamson, and outfielder Jake Frawley to the Cincinnati Reds for outfielder Jesse Winker and infielder Eugenio Suarez. Um, the Mariners won this trade by a mile. Getting a guy like Jesse Winker that will give you 20-plus homers a season and has great defense uh, is huge. Getting a guy like Eugenio Suarez, who he, he's okay, but he also has a lot of, you know, a, above average play. Like I don't, I haven't really, I haven't really watched a lot of Reds baseball, considering that I'm mostly a Rangers fan. But from the stuff I've seen, he's still decent. And the fact that literally the Mariners pretty much gave up nothing to get him just shows that the Reds are kind of desperate at this point just to get rid of all those huge contracts because getting rid of Jesse Winker and all of them it gave up about, I think, 30 million plus in, con, in um cap space for them. So. Not cap space, but it gave them a lot more salary moves. So, yeah, guys. But that is really that's that is literally it. I mean, I've gave y'all pretty much everything that I can give y'all, guys. I hope y'all did enjoy today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for y'all, fantastic people. Before we before I do send y'all off, I want to ask y'all, please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover Seven with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover Seven with Mason Pierce. And guys, as always, I will see y'all on Friday. Peace.